This is the Truth Network. Hidden treasures of the Song of Songs, which is Solomon's. We get to dig further into our hearts, or the heart that Jesus is building for us, which is just spectacular, as we are still in the 10th verse, or the Yud verse, of the third chapter of the Song of Songs, you know, following verse 9, which King Solomon made himself a chariot of the wood of Lebanon. And again, we're, we're getting into the behold Solomon's bed <laughs> and this chariot, this um, sedan couch that went through the wilderness, uh, which is a picture from the allegory of Ark of the Covenant that went through the desert, but in so many different ways that we've talked about so many times in my podcast, is the the Holy of Holies, the Ark of the Covenant is a picture of our heart, and here we're going to get into great detail and things that I can just cherish as I see the things that Jesus has prepared in our hearts and prepared them certainly in advance, and it says that he made it for himself. He made your heart as a chariot, and here are the elements. So uh, we knew that it was the wood of, Ele- of, of Lebanon from verse 9 and verse 10. He made the pillars thereof of silver, which we talked about in our last episode, and the bottom thereof of gold, the covering of it purple, the midst of thereof being paved with love for the daughters of Jerusalem. And we're going to get a lot into all those other things. But today we get to get to the bottom of gold. And I think that, oh my goodness, uh, I just, this one concept is enough for me to just rest on for a long, long time. Um, this idea of gold is, in Hebrew, a beautiful, beautiful thing. And I, I'm hoping I can get it said the way that I see it, is that the first letter in the word gold is a Zion. Um, and the Zion, if you remember in the 119th Psalm, has everything to do with being mindful of God or remembering God in certain circumstances. And so when you get your mind, you know, where all of a sudden you go, oh yeah, God's here or whatever. When you have this reflection of God in your mind and you turn towards him, like in the case of the prodigal, you know, that's the idea of the Zion. As, as you might recall, we remember thy name in the night, O Lord, and kept thy law. Or, you know, I remember thy, these are, these are verses from the Zion section of the 119th Psalm. You know, some of my favorites, <laughs> I remember thy judgments of old and have comforted myself. In other words, it even begins with remember thy word unto thy servant upon which thou hast caused me to hope. In other words, when you think about the letter Zion, it has to do with this this mindfulness of, of being aware of God and how beautiful is that? And <laughs> when you think about, you know, most of the time when you see images of God, gold will be mentioned, right? And there's this golden light that is so, so spectacular. And so we can see that, you know, this has everything to do with our mind's eye as we see gold. And it's so valuable, right? There's nothing more valuable than the presence of God. So, you know, that it's really, really cool. And it's forged in so many different ways. And the second letter in the word gold is a hay. And that idea of, you know, gold expressed, <laughs> that idea of our memory expressed. 
So, you know, it's absolutely spectacular to me that the second letter would be a hey in the word gold because that whole idea of God in my mind, if that could be expressed in some way, obviously physically it's going to look like gold. <laughs> and so it's really, really, really spectacular. But the third letter, as I processed it for the first time, really I got this as I was thinking about my heart and thinking about how Jesus had built it for his throne. <laughs> you get this picture like, of course. So the last letter in the word gold is a bet. And and, and you may know that bet quite often has to do with house, um, but it also has to do with Ben, or, you know, the idea of the sun. And it also has to do with understanding. But mostly, in my view, it has to do with both the word of God and our identity, <laughs> okay? And I just realized as I was thinking about this being mindful of God expressed in this golden, like in my identity, which is in his word, right? And so as we can, if you can picture this, the times that you were in situations where, where you were trying to find God and all of a sudden your mind went like the prodigal son, like, oh, wait a minute, there's a steak dinner waiting on me. Uh, if I could go there, <laughs> and then there was this, like, oh, my goodness, it's like oh, the way is paved by gold. I mean, it just is. And and, and th- so literally, when we, especially when we think of his word, we're spinning gold. And, and that was the thought that I had, like, oh, my goodness, if I can get these scriptures, like, oh, Remember thy name in the night. When I, when those things hit me after I've had a dream or something, I'm spinning gold, right? <laughs> and those things lay up in the foundation of my heart. And, and so, you know, I don't want anybody to miss one of the things that's really uh, interesting about the word gold or about the uh, concept of gold is, again, in Revelation, when Jesus is talking to the church in Laodicea, he cautions them to buy from me right? Rainment of white and gold. And so how do we get gold? Well, obviously we get it from Jesus. (laughs) And how can we get it? Well, to me, the more we study his word, the more we study our relationship with him, because when I thought about, you know, really since the bottom of this is the foundation and actually the word of, of what is referred to as the bottom here might be considered the frame. And so as I really pondered this idea, what is the bedrock what is the frame for which my faith exists? You know, when I've, you know, when I've got to where the rubber meets the road and what do I really believe, it has to do with the truth. And the truth is God's word, which is golden. I mean, it just is. And, and thinking about, you know, how my heart is lined with this, that the, the, the actual mercy seat, of course, as you know, the two cherubim were gold on the top of the mercy seat. And this is a picture of this bed that we lie on. And beautifully, by the way, if you look in the book of Esther in the first chapter, where they're describing this unbelievably lush royal palace of Artaxerxes, that, oh my goodness, they have these couches of gold and they're inlaid. The, the d- description of them is almost exactly like this description. We have of King Solomon or Jesus's bed here. And so it's really cool that this idea of golden couches, like can you imagine resting on this golden couch? We're gonna get to more of what is, is involved with this as we talk about the other parts of this, but I don't want anybody to miss that like when you really, and I, and I really enjoyed today just pondering 
where is the foundation? You know, what do I really rest? Because the idea of a bed, right, is you're going to rest in Christ. And where, where do I really, really, really rest? You know, where, where, does I, where does my heart rest? And the more I thought about it, whenever I'm really feeling lost or I, I feel like I can't find God, the place where I always go is to his word. I just do. And as I begin to study whatever passage, all of a sudden he'll quicken me in his word and I'll understand something in his word. And, and it just confirms in my heart that I can just rest right there. And I can't tell you the mornings in prayer when I'm sitting there looking for God, looking for God, looking for God. You know, I wake up groggy and all that goes on. And then all of a sudden there will be something in his word that just ignites me, just quickens me. And, and so, you know, as we think about meeting with him in these precepts and, and we get a chance to spin this gold, you know, I pray, I really, really do that, that you can see what I'm seeing as far as this bed and the place where we rest with Jesus and that you too can experience right, those golden moments <laughs> as we rest in Jesus.